0: Hey, you're listening to Dungeon for Two, where we talk dungeon design, or at least that's where it starts. I'm Dalton, your dungeon doctor, or DMMD for short. Joining me this week is a very special guest to finish off our dungeon, Chris. How's it going, Chris? Going well. Awesome. I well, I don't know if our, our viewers are aware, but the the, the flow of time is convoluted in, <laughs> in these recording sessions. And sometimes it's, you know, two weeks between sessions, but not this time. We're striking mm-hmm. while the iron is hot and it has only been, you know, less than 24 hours since the last <laughs> session. So I uh and you've you said that you have some creative juice locked and loaded. So I wanted to yeah, I mean, I well, know. let's let's give a little recap first, shall we? Before we get into the new stuff, in case you are watching part two of a podcast and jumping straight into the action, which I applaud your enthusiasm, but you may want to watch part one to be better acquainted, but I'll give a little recap. There is a disturbance in the nearby woods, Uh, sounds of clomping and clanking. Loud and some gargantuan thing is nearby that is disrupting the townsfolk. There's rumors of uh, an old wizard that used to live in the area, but he hasn't been seen in a while, nor has his tower, strangely. And then players go looking and encounter that very tower, which is motile and controlled by something that doesn't quite have a handle of it, so it is rampaging around the woods and doing a significant amount of, or disrupting a significant amount of these surroundings and. To stop this thing, players will have to find their way inside, which can take many forms. But from what we've detailed so far, the first floor is a guest uh, arrival area with some nice armored servants right as you walk inside that take up a sort of duo fighting style, one at the front, one at the back. I think you had a name for those. Do you want to throw that in?
1: Oh, yes. The name that we're going to be giving them is Pin and Cushion. Pin for the uh, suit wielding the halberd and cushion for the suit wielding the sword and shield in the front.
0: Amazing. So we have Pin and Cushion greeting our uh, adventurers as they enter, sort of shouting pre-scripted one-liners from magic mouths. The whole adventure has a very high magic, very uh, fantastical, um, but in a very grounded uh, fashion, I'd say, in a way that makes sense. And the whole rest of this area, we've detailed a sitting room, a dining room, a bathroom, a balcony, and finally a library where we had a puzzle to get to the upper areas of the tower, if solved one way, which is stating the name of the construct, the first construct created by the wizard who originally built this tower, a dwarf whose name has been left, I think undecided as of yet
1: I, I liked your idea uh that you previously discussed uh the what what did you what did you say?
0: Oh, God. Uh, I think it was corn. Oh oh, 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 oh. Was that it? Is that what you were thinking of? No, no, uh, I'm, I'm saying for the don't... wizard's name. I know that the, uh, the, 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 yeah, I'm getting so to fast. the other name, but I we still haven't thought great. of the wizard name, so we, we, we can think of that later. But whoever My this God. wizard is, he treats his constructs more like his family than anything else in sort of an uh, over-the-top way. But at the very least, getting to the next floor of his tower will require a bit of uh, puzzling that out you can see hints of it all throughout the rooms with various portraits of him uh sort of standing in a very odd familial like manner with his constructs and the first he ever built uh, designation k2o will be the password to the second floor but if you speak the more common familial name of this construct cato then you get to access the private sanctum or little private uh hangout slash library of this wizard which i assume we will start by detailing the two areas above this so to that end i think we can get going on the upper layers of this area which i cannot wait for so i say anything else (laughs) do you have anything that you wanted to add to this first um this first area the first
1: floor not that i can think of as a recap there's the main hallway with the knights and Mm -hmm. then there the second room is uh remind me what that one was
0: the second room so we have this main hallway that stretches almost the entire length we have off to the left a sitting room with a infinite or near infinite scrolling (laughs) wheel of hard liquor and And yep dining Uh, room with uh, some constructs in the ceiling that cook the food (laughs)
1: And then a sort of semi-public
0: uh, library. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, a library off probably. to the
0: right that takes up most of that portion of the tower has a lot of and, uh, mundane sorry. literature. No, no, yes. you, you can jump in at any time. But... Uh, and then uh, fifth room is bathroom, of course, mm-hmm. the
1: the loo. And then six is stairs. So cool.
0: Yep. Yep. Then yeah, or six I'm, is I'm... balcony, <laughs> and then oh yes stairs would just be going up to the next area and i don't think we have to keep the same structure as the first one at all when we're doing this so if you'd uh if you have any ideas for the layout because the first floor was like you know a grand entrance hall with multiple branching off paths to the sides Mm -hmm. but there's no reason we have to for the rest of these areas
1: could we add like could we make the um the rear balcony sort of a, a protrude a little more you
0: know
1: like um oh so yeah certainly
0: mm-hmm. uh, so it looks more like a balcony <laughs> yeah you know what i mean you know uh, what, I mean. Yeah. That's what i mean but yeah. yeah yeah i'll add a little protrusion onto there yes that's a little better
1: Ooh, can we do it can we do a little circle maybe a little circle or, no wait that's gonna make it too con- no that's gonna be
0: a, i'll do a little protrusion that'll but, be too hard to render some circle would be yeah a, li- a little a little beyond my my uh rendering capability oh, yeah. but did not think about that of i'll course. certainly put a little a little balcony on here
1: you just leave it as it's that's that's perfect and dandy it
0: nonsense
1: now you've got I've... the idea
0: in my head there we go <laughs> well, a little geometric go. all right <laughs> you can't just give me an idea like that and not expect me to run with it you're right you're right um. so as far as the stairs go oh and the stairs to lead to these different areas have the idea of doing sort of a um a thing where if you say one password the stairs reveal you know circling counterclockwise maybe to get to this upper area and if you say the other password they flip-flop and circle clockwise to exit at the south instead of the north uh, part of the door and access an entirely different area so um first of all i gotta make sure the stairs line up between these two um between these two areas so let me make sure i have my geometry right here real quick i think i do but i could always mess it up there's always a way bugs Uh,
1: find a way
0: they do yes oh i didn't draw the whole wall all right fun dungeon scroll really do be weird sometimes it do be like that okay that is uh that lines up technically cool yeah because it's getting smaller as we go up all right so on this second area i want to well before anything else i wanted to say do you have any uh, ideas that you want to be included just so we have a Base to jump off of for the rest of this thing, is there anything that you absolutely need to be in here uh besides this bedroom at the very top and some kind of control area also I assume um, near the top, but anything else that is like burning you want you want to be in here super bad
1: I would not describe it as burning, but in terms of thinking it through uh i mean and that is to say uh I'm thinking you know first floor. Presentatory, um, sort of just a uh, formal welcoming, that sort of um, tone of a of a, wel- of a first floor. While mm-hmm. the second floor is much more, um, uh, maybe showing off of specific models or designs. Or mm. oh, uh, I think uh, you briefly brought up the uh, what's it was the um, what did you the non-Euclidean. Uh, <laughs> sculptures
0: oh yeah yeah in the drawing room or in the in the guest sitting room there was some there was some odd like non-euclidean stone sculptures that i thought might have been like a pastime of this of this guy
1: the second floor would be much more like specific designs it would be getting much more into the nitty-gritty of detail and engineering and the like
0: yeah i like that i say engineering
1: but it's definitely you know super duper magic Uh,
0: Super magic. Yeah. Okay. So and up here, this could d- definitely transition to more opportunities for combat, perhaps, up here. Then. Exactly.
1: And when That's, they... those are the only ideas I have for the second floor. It's very much a guideline, not a
0: got it wish for demand. Alright, and when since we did the first floor, so uh geomet- Hello Bird. Hi. <laughs> since we did the first floor so geometric and very um sort of you know big main hall branching paths out from that uh, yes. do we want to do this floor more of like a um a more linear i guess like the it's like a progression through several connected rooms yes um, i think
1: i think that's a solid idea
0: okay yeah i'm trying to add some some bookcases here in the library <laughs> to make it a little more hidden a little more uh, yes of course believable all right. i like having these making my fantasy libraries seem a little more believable i've had we've done a surprising amount of of uh libraries on the podcast i think yeah, yeah I mean. it's a common common theme i'd I get the reason why they're fun to imagine having these these sorts of places and i know if i was a wizard the first thing i would build in my big Arcane yes. Workshop is a big ass library to go in there. Exactly. So. Yes. <laughs> right. uh, Sorry, I'm, I'm stalling for time. Oh no, but I was just
1: thinking. Uh, I was just thinking of what's it called. I recently got the Strongholds and Followers uh, textbook from Matt Colville's MCDM Productions, and it's it's a it's a five e supplement, but it's it's very good if you want um, inspiration for. her um giving your players opportunity to create like foundational structures that they can return to and it's it's very much oh, one okay. of those so, that that's uh, the wizard tower so that you can you know you can you can pick up a wizard's tower it's yeah. you, like guidelines for designing a wizard's tower both as a dm and as a player so that you can you know hire huh. somebody to build one or what okay. kind of accoutrement or bonuses you might get from such a yeah a structure and
0: I like that. That's very interesting. It's that very is fun. really interesting. I like the idea of having of having your own wizard tower that you build with your uh as you go about your adventures. I always yes. like the idea of doing a campaign where there's well, in, in virtually all my campaigns there's some kind of not necessarily home base, but like a, hmm. I like having a place that players can go back to and feels comfortable, oh, especially yeah. since my campaigns tend to include a lot of horror elements.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> so safe space, a home range.
0: Yeah, it's nice. It's like uh, it's like you know, somewhere where you know that no matter what horrible things you had to face during the day, you can always go back there and rest your feet and not feel like something's gonna jump out at you and eat you. Oh yeah. And also that also hate. sets up nicely to betray those expectations later. Yes, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. So that's yeah. always nice. All right. Um,
1: but I meant to say that like the, the Wizard's Tower is basically mostly library, and you just use it to design spells and do all that sort of stuff. Oh, okay. Like
0: and
1: it's really interesting, but anyways.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, for the design of this place, when we initially pop out onto the second floor, what's the first thing players see? Hmm. Um, you
1: know just looking at it visually i'm just imagining a big sort of like a just a circular i don't know a spiral the entire floor is just a big spiral that's what i'm thinking a bunch of um, what's it called Uh, um you know designs and
0: (sighs) yeah yeah it's showing off all the all the cool wizardy shit that he's made exactly sounds good
1: I assume it would need, like, dividers here and there, just so that... Uh... Yeah, yeah,
0: we'll put some... We might have, like, a double-layer spiral where they get almost all the way around it, and then they go back and loop the other way and get to mm-hmm. a another staircase that's in the middle this time. Yes. Oh, come here, bird.
1: But I don't want to, like... Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I'm, try- I'm trying to think. What? <sighs> Sorry, I got, I got a bunch of ideas. Just, You're like, good. No, 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 no. Thinking like you know, what if you threw a big old chandelier in the middle of, mm. the, of the room? So you end up with like uh but there's like, like the the central uh, middle part is kind of depressed. So you can kind of get up to the chandelier if you really wanted to. But it's like a massive chandelier, like a like a
0: twenty. So this this whole area is like, uh...
1: not it's not just chandelier, but it's overcast by a yeah.
0: Chandelier. Okay, Definitely. so the walls don't go all the way to the ceiling then, and you can always see this big chandelier. Yes, interesting. Uh, I was
1: also thinking, uh, I'm, I'm always partial to that <laughs> horror trope of like bulletproof glass barely preventing the the big the big bad from getting in and getting through and getting to
0: you. Oh yeah, the the scene yeah. where the thing is on the other side of this barrier yes. and you can see each other but you can't get to each other. Yes, absolutely. Okay, how about then we have. Ooh, we might have a cool a cool moment then where uh in the center of this, like we have this outer spiral area, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe then the upper level of the this center uh thing here that's not part of the outer spiral, perhaps mm-hmm. then uh opens up into the third level of the tower. Yes. And uh like whatever thing is up there, I assume this third level is is where the the pilot of this <laughs> whole construct is is yes. chillin. Uh, they might have, um, they might be able to see plus as they progress through this second area here, and maybe when they enter the middle part, they cut the chandelier or something, send it crashing yes. down on them. <laughs> oh, that'd be interesting. Uh... Either they have a sec- they have a uh, a moment here where they have to. Ooh, I'm even thinking now. Now you yeah. got me thinking with like.
1: Uh, now we're thinking with portals. No,
0: no not quite. <laughs> we could totally have a portal. That would be interesting. Um, yeah,
1: I was like, because we have the the whole that 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 brandy, um, or the the, the liquor drawer or liquor cabinet, uh, where it's like a, a sort of semi-infinite, but yeah, uh, I feel like the the magic there isn't quite the same. But anyways, what you were saying?
0: No, I was gonna, I was just gonna go with a simpler like uh, chandelier goes up and down. Players have to somehow use it mm-hmm. to ascend to the third floor
1: that's way better yes um
0: but we can we can we could incorporate something there where like oh there could be a there, there's something here with portals and this big a chandelier
1: that, a chandelier that doubles as, a, as an elevator
0: that's what i'm saying yeah that that's that's what yeah. i'm at but I'm, i feel like we could also incorporate your your portal idea and have something really unique oh um, the portal
1: idea was barely an idea that's just a that's just a, <laughs> that's a brainstorm <laughs>
0: that's fine i like it though that's the thing um yeah i even think like because i I think this this chandelier in the middle that goes up and down you have um well first of all why would it go up and down um it would have to be you know the normal way of getting up to the top layer of this tower i would assume or Mm. it's not and it's just being used as a weapon against players um which i don't know which uh, which one i like more i think i like having it be used as a means of transport normally is mm-hmm. more interesting but also maybe makes less sense because why would a witch build such an odd means of transport but i don't know okay oh, yeah. um
1: what if the chandelier actually illuminated the hallway on the first floor or something like that. Okay, that could work. Or is that too crazy? It feels like it's...
0: Well, I think the first... I think being able to see all the way up into the tower, or do get all the way up, would be not yeah. the best, because yeah. players might be able to fly. <laughs> yeah, Which we always but, have to keep in mind. I, need remember,
1: I, I need to remember we're doing a high level... By my own volition,
0: we're doing a <laughs> high level. Uh... So I think having some sort of separator would be nice. Um... Oh, we could even have a cool moment then... Now you got me thinking. Okay, you know, uh, you know, infinite mirrors, where you have two mirrors that mirror each other, it's so it creates absolutely. this sort of infinite. Uh, it look the illusion of infinity. Yes, I know exactly what you mean. So I'm thinking that we mess with players by having it look like they can just go, some some kind of thing to mess with them like that. I feel like that's a very transmutation wizard trick to pull on people is to mess like with their sense of into
1: illusion magic but that's, that's true that's, that's true in a good way but in a good sort of way.
0: so i don't know something along those lines might be nice to to th- make players feel like there's a straightforward way to get through here but really they gotta they gotta think a little bit more come up with a more creative really way fun. to get through here um but that might just be too much i don't know I don't know I don't know so many ideas swimming around in my head
1: yeah like gosh I didn't expect to have this many ideas uh
0: what about um I think we start simple we start detailing these things and we just roll from there so I will put a door down and we'll just start detailing this outer ring of the spiral so when you exit immediately you are in some kind of what workshop area
1: Uh, I was thinking more of, like, along the lines of a display room, workshop. Got
0: it. Okay. That works. So you get into here. Let me grab a number. You immediately are in the workshop of this wizard. And in the...
1: What was that?
0: So up here, you, you exit into here and you see, let's see, um, or not workshop, but rather display. Um, I it's a bit of both.
1: Yeah. I, I imagine if, uh, i I kind of want to pull up images for um, what's it called? Uh, Dishonored 2, because I'm I'm heavily inspired. Like I'm currently. Yeah, I get inspired.
0: I get that that aesthetic of like the the uh, almost like a museum or like a yes. like a display of how cool what your creation like how cool your creations are but Here's they also up. work <laughs> yes exactly okay there's a
1: what's it called there's a level of Dishonored too that's very much um it's a radial display um but each it's like it's technically two levels but each section of each room can be moved up or down to change in different stuff it gets very complicated very fast. <laughs> so i don't think we should i was gonna that. say
0: yeah the the whole 3d manipulation of stuff like oh, that yeah. quickly gets complicated when you're doing 2d maps trust me i remember oh, yeah. from the freaking uh the puzzling prefecture episodes boy was that uh hard to hard to map out that cube shaped dungeon with all the walls right. have their own gravity if you remember that one Oof. but I think something something interesting like that. I also like the idea of having this hall be um, like more spooky, I guess, in having mm-hmm. it be like the lighting is like flickering or something yes. and like only yes. some of these constructs work and you can't tell which ones they are until it's like and you, you like have to constantly worry which ones are going to come to life. <laughs> oh, I guess. I love that idea of that. That's always been terrifying in haunted houses when they have, you know, those halls where it's like a bunch of masks hung behind, you know, thinly Uh. veiled sheets and you never know which ones are actors with the mask (laughs) on and which ones are just hanging there. Yes. So something like that, where there's just like, it's just like flanked by constructs, you know, like 20 of them. And there's only a couple that are active, but the couple that are active are, you know, uh, not happy that you're here. Oh, yeah
1: um intruder alert type
0: scenario exactly Um, or maybe we even have it where as players get like halfway through here um the thing that's piloting this finally notices them and like mm. activates the the rest of the defenses of this place yes 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 and they see oh we might even have like an overwhelming moment where they have to run and like you know get away from 20 or something of these constructs that all come to life and start chasing them through this spiral hallway
1: yes 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 and now you got now
0: you got me thinking that this spiral hallway could be um could have that same or not same but could have some sort of uh thing where it's it's longer than it seems where as they continue to spiral around it goes for way longer than it seems like it should yes of course and finally like that they run from these creatures huh
1: and that's where the mirror trick could come in in some sort of way. Not yeah. sure, but as you were saying, yes.
0: Mm. That, that... Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, yeah, yeah, it could be something where when they reach the, they suddenly reach the end of this seemingly uh, endless hallway and it looks like they're trapped with no way out and then they somehow get out. We'll detail that, but... Yeah, I feel like <laughs> we're biting off a
1: little more than we could chew right now. Yes,
0: let's let's go <laughs> step by step. God, you got me. you got me thinking big picture yeah. a lot. That's good, Our but <laughs> I gotta figure out how this shit works before we can put it in the dungeon. Yeah. Alright, um, so, constructs, flank, uh, players on both sides, and the lights are initially off. Uh, nothing moves, and all is still. Alright. Suddenly, want- hmm?
1: do you want to put a little like as we're making this should we put a little more effort into atmosphere because i feel like we're not building that enough sure at the same time i don't want to sacrifice the mechanical nature of
0: no we can we can go into more atmosphere i tend to i tend to atmosphere it up when i do the final version but i would i appreciate i appreciate the uh the assistance if you want to do some more atmosphere here i
1: usually rely entirely on uh improvised uh flavoring Uh that that can be some of the for me, that's that's
0: fine. No, but. but I do I do like providing some atmosphere because when you're reading through a dungeon, I don't I don't ever want my dungeons to read like those uh, ones you'll find in like yawning portal where it's just like room fifty four. There is a creature in the north hall. To the left there is a pile of rocks like i just <laughs> I, it makes me want to slam my head against the table and be like Strah! say like exactly. as you walk into the room you know the the thin fog hanging from the ground seems unnaturally cold and wood. you hear yeah you hear a distant creaking from uh like around the bend but you cannot see it the hall to the lack of natural light you know something like that but yes all right so what atmosphere do you want to drip this thing with
1: Oh man, I, I don't even know. I was thinking like, like at the very beginning of the 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 the, path, the castle or mm-hmm. the the keep, like just uh, the the how the the wood is worn in the first hall. How some of the paintings are like mm. uh, some are droopy, some are are you know.
0: Uh, okay, so making this seem like it's been abandoned for a while. Yeah, or maybe not. Yeah, I guess abandoned. Oh, we could even have it where clearly there was some. Uh, there's been some effort to magically maintain these paintings in the wall and stuff but some of it's starting mm-hmm. to fail and there's sections yes. where it's like peeling off and other sections are pristine.
1: There's like a Roomba just kind of floating around. <laughs> uh,
0: there's an enchanted uh, duster that's like stuck in one spot and has like worn yeah. a groove in the wall from dusting that's it so really long. Good.
1: That's really I really like that. That's, <laughs> that, that's good. Uh, uh, but yeah, stuff like that. A stuck duster is just, just like a little struggling, just shaking around in the corner. I sh- Ooh, <laughs> oh, it should be stuck in one of the uh, the shelves in the library, like just kind
0: mm. of. Oh yeah stuck
1: in one of them between some books.
0: Yeah, an enchanted duster uh, continuously uh, brushes one of the. Oh, this should not be in the main hall. This is in the library. <laughs> Oops. But yeah, I love the. I, I like little details like that. I like to. I, I like to sprinkle them in as well. So, um. So when you walk into this upper area, then what's sort of the uh, little atmospheric detail do you want to throw in here?
1: So I would imagine the stairs are like. Uh, the stairs should be like ornate and intricate and nice, right? Because they're like, yeah.
0: oh, sure, yeah. It's a yeah, transmute. Like he's a transmuter. I would assume he's got some fancy yes. stairs.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Ah, uh, there's actually. I've, I've seen so many like interesting designs for wood carved, um, uh, just like uh, the handrails and
0: everything. Yeah, yeah.
1: There, but that's 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 ridiculous detail. Anyways, we could
0: have uh, it follow. We could have it follow the same sort of. Uh, odd like sort of uh, abstract shape uh like that sort of sculpt finely sculpted yes, but in like exactly. a kind of weird full of holes sort of trypophobia-esque <laughs>
1: Ooh, that's good that's that yeah that's really good i like the tr- uh, addition of any addition of trypophobia is obviously <laughs> a win um but uh, what was i gonna say i'm imagining a lot of dark woods like this is mm-hmm. much more like dark oak and darker, oh yeah Maybe a little bit of redwood here
0: and there. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Dark oak of the banisters with uh, lines of, of uh, red cedar forming a network of small irregular holes that seem to uh, yawn.
1: I feel like D&D is going to be the reason I learn more about, um, like, tiny itsy-bitsy things like, you know,
0: woods. Types of wood and stuff. I know, I've already, like, I I know way more about random details, like, especially about ships. I have learned so much (laughs) about sailing because of goddamn D&D. Like, my players always want to go on boats. They always want to go on ocean adventures, sing in sea shanties. So I have learned, you know, I've got, like the shanties on lock i've got the boat terminology all that all that stuff is just I, i'll never use it in real life obviously i don't even like boats i get seasick i don't like you're them. in a landlocked state yeah <laughs> i live in arizona like it's the furthest from an ocean well it's not but it, it seems yeah. like the furthest from an ocean you could possibly get and yet here i am with a bunch of boat terms that i'm never gonna oh, yeah. use the,
1: but the like the amount of knowledge you have to retain or not you don't you don't have to no, this is but, up and beyond and you can always look it up and form <laughs> it up but like my parents are engineers okay <laughs> so i like i've calculated the water pressure of a <laughs> door that's filled with water on the other side that's nice. like a entire staircase that's mm-hmm. just full so like that of water would
0: the water process. flow down the hall after you open this door if there is you how know how far would it push a, uh-huh. <laughs>
1: 95 pound uh, elf or mm. 85 pound elf and you know like how far would he go if he, yeah the i feel I like the,
0: the more answers. it's like the curse of knowledge you know where you yeah that's common in a lot of things where you know almost too much about something where minor inconsistencies that shouldn't annoy you <laughs> like suddenly you're like wait a minute that much water couldn't possibly, un, you know, like knock me yeah. off of my feet. That's ridiculous. It's only four yeah. feet. Like, That's why I'm worried about playing as a player because I'm going to be like, well, I don't know if that would work. Like, like oh, actually, I, I think I'd maintain my footing, DM.
1: <laughs> especially as an engineer as well. So it's like it's a it's an enge- engineer doing Dungeons and Dragons for engineers is just chef's kiss. <laughs> but like, gosh, it's so good. Like that's my me mom, with,
0: that's oh yeah Go on? my mom we were in
1: the uh we were running the stranger things mm-hmm. uh, module and we were in the underdark or not not the underdark the um the stranger things version of the, the dark place the uh the upside down yeah and my mom was asking like yeah we have a dark vision but where like we have to use some sort of light where is it coming from so i just like made up that, like you know <laughs> sort of like an innate um instead of re- instead of remembering and realizing that it's just fucking it's magical i was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter yeah. it's fantasy I, I i could say because uh, any bogus stuff i want to come up with but yeah, yeah it's it's great it's, engineers it's, are kind of
0: yeah well it's yeah. it's all it also i think makes the world more uh more immersive if you come up with these yeah. little explanations rather than just saying, eh, it's magic.
1: That's the real reason I come up with it, because it's like, it's, it's, it enhances the experience. Gotta get person. the immersion. Yeah, that, that's like, uh, it's good. It's what I would want from, if I, like, you know, if I was if I was running for me, it's what I would want to, like, know, so. You know. Yeah. I and mean, that's where we all come from, I think, as DMs, is just like, I want to be the DM that I want to play under,
0: mm-hmm. you know what I mean? yeah exactly i i that's exactly it i I think it's a it's a function of how uh hard you are on yourself in terms of the quality of dungeon you hold yourself to or the quality of of adventure you hold yourself to because if i wouldn't want to play it why would i feel comfortable giving it to others to play you know Mm. so that's a
1: it's literally matt mercer's origin story is somebody played his uh i think i probably said it last time because it's just i don't think you did no it's just a fantastic, like little, like fun fact. That <laughs> okay. The reason he dungeon master is because somebody, his first dungeon master was just god awful, just the worst, <laughs> like, terrible in every way, the worst dungeon master imaginable. So he was like, just you know, yeah, I, I could do a better job. <laughs> I
0: could do this better.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't have a stand for this. I'm going to do this on my own. With I'm going to have a, a DM session with blackjack with blackjack and and everything <laughs> else, but yeah. It's just great. But uh, anyways,
0: awesome. yeah, that, that's definitely the the thing. I also have a different idea now for how to tie in the chandelier and this chase. Yes, um, I'm thinking that uh, just as players get like they, they run away from these things down this very long, longer than it has any right to be hallway, mm-hmm. and as these things close in on them, um, the you know if they they run far enough no matter this transmutation magic, some somehow they arrive at the end and they can head into the middle room with the chandelier. And then uh, at this point, the chandelier is like lowered down and they can oh. climb onto it. And as it raises up, they have to like fight off the horde of things below them that are like climbing onto the chandelier. That's, very that's, zombie horde moment, you know?
1: <laughs> that's very good. I like that a lot.
0: And then when they raise up into this thing, then we can have that confrontation where the chandelier raises up into this like surrounded like it's all glass or whatever we want to have this like crystal some kind of divider and on the other side of it is the thing that's controlling this and they have this like meet the meet thy enemy moment
1: (laughs) yes i'm honestly i'm imagining the more we talk about this i'm imagining more and more just like uh
0: crystal glass
1: walls and floors and ceilings and stuff where it's just like 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 with the the uh, the kitchen and the dining room
0: in the oh yeah with the the things that you can see through okay
1: yeah you just see straight up and in, into the chef's uh, kitchen and all that sort of stuff uh-huh. and then,
0: I don't interesting know they see <laughs> that the one i like the aesthetic of that but the one problem i have is that at that point players could be like i look up what do i see and you just have to describe the entire dungeon oh <laughs> yeah, no, i don't get
1: no going overboard
0: but Not I think bad. in this area specifically, maybe having the walls, the center walls clear, um, so that they can see that chandelier the whole time they're running and they're constantly looking for a way in, would be very. Uh, it would build the tension nicely. Yes. Yes. Because yes, they're yes. constantly like, let us Let me in. Yeah. Let me in. Yeah, I think that would be Ar- good. Okay. So suddenly, um, the const- Well, first of all, let's b- build the atmosphere when the constructs are not active. So they open the so, door. It's just silent. They just see like, or is it silent? Is there a noise?
1: I would imagine there's a whirring, but like they can't okay. like without a high perception check. They wouldn't be able to like really place it. Yeah. And it's just, sort of, you know.
0: Got it. Distant whirring.
1: Like clockwork type.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like mechanisms ticking. And uh, like when you walk into an empty house and you just hear the little t- Yes. And it's kind of just, like, unnerving. (laughs) Because you know something's happening, some kind of mechanism is on, but it hasn't done anything yet. It's a very Uh, bougie thing, but the fear of fear is often more effective than the fearful thing itself. (laughs) Yes.
1: Oh my god, yeah. Uh, I'd imagine that there would be a, like a... I feel like this was where, this is where the, the nice perfect designed intricate carpet uh would come into play oh
0: um, we could have an infinite carpet
1: <laughs> uh, yeah actually you know we should just, i shouldn't even like it should definitely be just ripped straight from my idea of just a infinite carpet or no actually yeah no you're right and, in, and actually i was thinking well, you said <laughs> infinite carpet. i thought you were describing what i had described being you know a, yeah. uh, it's one piece but transcends floors No, you're saying an infinite carpet. I like that. That is a much better idea. (laughs) um, Also, um, what's it called? Not an escalator. Flat escalator. What's it called?
0: Oh, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like those things they have at the airport that like moving floors. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I don't know what they're called either. Um, Fast floor. I don't know um speed floor (laughs) my vocabulary has run out um (laughs) so i I like this visual as they enter here that there's just like this fine carpeted area with these figures just like not not even looking like they are on display or anything it just looks like just a bunch of people just standing there but like they're all sort of like their heads are hung or like they're just like standing in weird positions some of them should definitely
1: have drapes over them
0: oh like when you leave a house for a long time
1: yeah or like yeah yeah exactly
0: damn that's sick i like that
1: but like the ones that don't have a cloth are clearly like have been worked on or are mm-hmm. you know have work, like you
0: oh know, yeah some of them are like half taken apart yes, i love this really idea awesome. of having these like construct zombies almost that are just yes. like god it's so interesting It reminds me that this specific visual reminds me of a part in one of my favorite games of all time. I take a lot of inspiration from uh, video games. If you've listened to the podcast, I'm sure you notice. And I think it's uh, I tend to like games that focus a lot on on the more. Uh, not just providing good gameplay but I, I appreciate a good like sound and art direction as much as as much as the next guy and probably more so than most and
1: yeah, this is you yeah. yeah
0: well it's, it's, what I, it's what I aspire to get across to my players through just words so having having a striking visual that is uh succinctly described is nice and I imagine this ironic since i just talked for you know several sentences and got nowhere but (laughs) in as many words in bloodborne there is a section where you enter into this abandoned church and uh bloodborne very complicated not going to get into it but uh long story short there's a bunch of like werewolf type humanoid thingies and a big horde of them but some of them are uh covered like this in sheets and Uh, they can't see you. (laughs) Or at least they have a harder time seeing you because they have sheets on them. But
1: these these constructs wouldn't have the intelligence to take them
0: off or anything. Exactly. But, uh, so the only way they get to you is the ones that don't have the sheets on them will, like, roar, and then all of them will rush toward the sound. And if you uh, take out the thing that roars, you can sort of have this really tense moment where you, like can sneak past this big horde of just like shambling things with all these sheets thrown over them um because yes. these were people who died and had like shrouds thrown oh. over them and then they got back up once they reanimated and just the shrouds just stayed on <laughs> so i like the idea of having these be machines that were some of these were machines that were or constructs that were given up on and like put in storage or like laid to rest with like a big sheet over them and now they've since like they get reactivated as a security protocol. We can also uh, chain some up to, like, the ceiling and stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, or some of them could even be, like, chained together and they have a hard time moving. <laughs> yeah. Like a... Some, yeah, so some wrapped in um, sheets, uh, much like furniture uh, at a house long abandoned some are uh clearly dysfunctional <laughs> and even what like tied together bound together mm-hmm. um. with do we want to have them be like just wrapped together in like chains or what
1: why would they be bound together?
0: Yeah, that's true. We don't need to do that. Um, let's just have some <laughs> of them be have sheets on them. Uh, it, be,
1: it's okay to like work it. Yeah,
0: like, yeah, work it. Give up on it sometimes. Uh, others then are uh, like half the the ones that don't have the sheets on them. Maybe look a little more normal, but still have some something like off about them. Like you know, I would
1: imagine that they would be the ones that are missing like uh, plates. Um, mm, okay. Right
0: oh yeah i love that aesthetic of having like the normal constructs you see like a warforged missing its face or whatever where you have it's that like a uh, west esque sort of deal where it's the the underwires and mechanisms yes. that are all it's like the it's like seeing the muscle beneath the skin you know it's all creepy mm-hmm.
1: uh also some might be missing like limbs or features like mm-hmm. know, missing a or missing a hand or missing an entire arm
0: Yep, several missing entire uh, limbs or even heads. Okay, so <laughs> as they walk into this like museum of of like, oh, I even have an idea. It's it's a bit cheap, but almost like a jump scare. Whereas players walk, they trigger some kind of hologram that's like, welcome to the museum. And it like just starts talking.
1: Yes, at this point, I
0: love it. Well, I I think it's a great, it works great as a, something that normally wouldn't be scary at all but oh, in yeah. this very creepy context when they suddenly have something pop up and start talking, they're like, shut up.
1: <laughs> I would be delighted. All right.
0: that's, that's May I steal your idea?
1: Oh, absolutely. Are okay, you like, thank I'm, you. I'm saddened that it happened, had to happen behind closed doors, so if it's getting sent out to other people, that's hmm, <laughs> that's, that's nothing but superb.
0: Oh, I, even this could even this hologram talking could even alert the thing upstairs that there's yeah. people in like down there because they hear the hologram going off and they're like oh someone's coming.
1: What if the chandelier is some sort of like observatory, like observational
0: device. Ooh. Ooh, okay. That I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a it's like an observation deck and it can move up to be in Oh, that's interesting. Okay.
1: Or it's, like, connected to it. Like, there are uh, wires and stuff, or it's something connected, like, through the chain, or, like, something that, like, the players could potentially disable if they wanted to. Or if
0: mm-hmm. they could, like, try. Um, yeah, it leads up to the, the upper level, which has, like, an observ- or even towards the bedroom where there's- I assume there's some sort of, like, observatory. It's a wizard tower. It's got to have some sort of stargazing <laughs> apparatus.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, or something like, what's it called? Like, it has a light, and, like, most of this floor is, like, uh, darkened, so it has, like, a spotlight on it, and there's a bunch of, like, you know, workshop benches and toolboxes and all sorts of stuff that the players could potentially hide behind. Mm. Uh, They seem to deem it fit. Uh,
0: Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Okay.
1: I found that it's a mixed bag of whether or not players will take the stealthy approach. Like, I
0: Yeah, think. yeah, sometimes stealth is, just seems like it doesn't exist in some yeah. s- sessions, but other times players will be like, I try to hide in the room with no cover, and you're like, how? Yeah. <laughs> like, I crouch. Like, that doesn't work. <laughs> you're playing D&D. <laughs> uh, um, okay. I think this is a good point. When the hologram introduces players it should introduce them to like the grand collection of and then the wizard so and little lights
1: like appear underneath uh like whatever oh
0: yeah like like uh yeah 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 like uh like gallery lights from the floor that like bottom that give like a upward lighting dramatic lighting to these
1: like this hologram sort of like moves uh radially and is like talking about each of the uh robots and all that sort of stuff oh sort of fades out and then it has like another uh trigger later on that will turn on another hologram and so on and so forth
0: i like the idea that as they walk down the hall oh man okay for whatever this this hall is like killing me with the atmosphere and like the 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 freaking the look of this place is i love it every every floor is just gold on gold on gold gold on maybe um I just really like the image of when they come out and it's the initial thing, it's it's good looking constructs that are like nice and look fine. And the hologram is like, welcome to here. And it talks normally. And as they go further, the hologram is like, follow me. And then as they walk down, the hologram reappears and it starts to like glitch out and say like here you see you see you see and then it like it just starts to not work and as they go in both the hologram and the robots it's showing off are like more and more disturbing (laughs) and it shows like this wizard's descent into into like madness as he continues to make constructs almost like obsessively but he can't make them normally (laughs) anymore
1: gosh that's that's brilliant that is fantastic. Yes. I, I swear sometimes you and I are the same person. Cause like <laughs> that's, that is literally the original idea I had for the hologram in my, uh, campaign.
0: Yeah. And,
1: um, like it's this wizard who is like living several double lives where basically like, and each hologram is different and, uh, and it introduces, uh, him in a different sort of way. Like one introduces him as the archmage David, who is, you know, hmm. uh, people and, and trains, uh, uh, young wizards and the other one is the scourge of the seven worlds and you know mm. the, <laughs> the, the 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 last uh what did i call him some some custom title though got really it powerful and that sort of stuff but yeah so but he has yeah. like
0: these different it's like a, it's like that movie split where it's all the different personalities but a powerful wizard that's terrifying <laughs> yes exactly
1: But I like your idea where it just gets more, it just gets creepier and it just sets the tone more and more.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I like that. Okay. And I'll I'll introduce, I'll, I'll, you know, detail the exact words of the hologram and stuff, but I think now just that, that general gist of everything degrading as you walk down this hall and it eventually is just this endless just sprint away from these constructs that are, you know, activating and just shambling after you in this skittering horde of gears and like exposed a metal and wood and whatnot that's a that's that's a keeper <laughs> yes all right we have to detail how they get out of this though so the whole time their left wall is or the left the left hand wall is this crystal or not crystal uh, what do you want to do clear glass, glass of some kind Mm -hmm. I think, like, a magically reinforced glass would be cool. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. So you see this magically reinforced glass. Oh, maybe that's how we do it. If they make it far enough down this hall, uh, the sort of magic... The abjuration that keeps the glass, like, indestructible, just like Mm -hmm. everything else in the hall, degrades to to a far enough degree where they can break it and go through. Yes. That could work. Okay. So as players... um, around the hall um it extends much longer than anticipated oh and i'll I'll throw in uh, i'm just thinking of so many little environmental details as this whole place degrades more and more (laughs) i tend to go too hard on the whole like descent into madness horror stuff because i love it too much but i'll keep it i'll restrain myself keep it nice and high fantasy and everything but do you want to detail at least a couple little atmospheric details as they run down this thing
1: i want to hear whatever your ideas are
0: well i the one that i wanted to do is as they run down the hall the carpet beneath them changes design and gets more deranged looking (laughs) yes yeah um but
1: besides like got to like a section like as they get down further and further the there's like um some of the bots are like already activated and they're like trying to tinker on themselves and like this sort of activity has worn down the yeah. uh the carpet and all that sort of stuff but they've just kind of been working independently of the rest of the bots and sort of stuff and, like, yeah yeah it's in like it's in tatters spon- a foreshadowing of spontaneous uh intelligence
0: oh yeah okay yeah they they pass by some constructs that aren't hostile towards them because they're just independent and just like chilling
1: get like obliterated by whatever
0: Yeah, the horde sweeps over them and just instantly obliterates them. But that would, that's a little that's a good little bit of foreshadowing. I like that. Um as the hall extends, uh, the following change the so the carpet's design changes from uh in- intricate and ornate symmetrical patterns to uh just holes (laughs) more trypophobia yes and then yeah they go far enough i like the idea that it's as if the robots degrade enough they finally like something clicks and they they spontaneously develop this intelligence like the the oldest ones are the ones that are most uh apt to uh, acquire consciousness Hmm. Uh,
1: it's just all coming together man uh,
0: <laughs> and that that we could even clue players in on what to do by when the horde starts to sweep over these these passive ones uh it flings them into the glass and cracks it so they yes. can tell that this glass is breakable yes i was trying Dionite. to think of some way to clue players into that <laughs>
1: care the players enough i'm sure they're just going to try it
0: ah, yeah just <laughs> get me out of here <laughs> yeah yeah nice i like i like the sudden tone shift in this place as they go up into the well not i think foreshadowing it nicely on the first floor with sort of the semi-degraded um like floorboards, floorboards and-, and the walls and some of the paintings are like all in tatters and stuff but and having that feather duster just like rubbing a hole in one of the bookcases, just something's off. And then you get up here and it just all clicks, and you're like, "Oh shit!"
1: We <laughs> do do a bunch of uh, false alarms with like other, you know, feather duster-like um, magical stuff, where it's you know. Um...
0: Yeah, because you know, the whole first floor and there's no combat besides pin and cushion, so yeah. they're constantly expecting something, and they're like, "What is it?" Uh.
1: Yeah, and then they turn the corner and it's just a little feather duster. Oh yeah,
0: there. they they hear something in the library, just going like, eh, 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 and they walk in and they're like, Huh ah, and then it's a yeah. you know, it's a duster.
1: <laughs> or it's a uh, it's a it's a chalkboard, and there's like some chalk pieces that are just like drawing lines like that, hundreds of little lines. Mm.
0: So oh all, yeah.
1: Like, and a little like you know, uh, eraser that's you know erases just all follows of
0: him everything. everywhere and erases yeah. everything. <laughs> that would be awesome if they left. Yeah, yeah. The wizard left chalk to like draw up whatever he's he's thinking, and an eraser mm-hmm. to like leave room for the chalk. And since he went mad and died, like the thing is just drawing like incomprehensible patterns, and the eraser is just yes. erasing all of it constantly. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Where do we want that to be? I like that idea yeah. a lot.
1: I think that should be on this no oh, I, I want it to be on this floor but it will also make sense in the library and there's not yeah. that much in his legal. maybe
0: in his custom study in his like private study which we haven't detailed yet
1: hmm. yeah no, that
0: could be idea. in there because
1: that, or, that... Hmm, what, what if it's in the uh, the little lounge area that's sort of like a uh, oh yeah yeah the of uh of like casual meeting type the
0: sitting thing. room yeah yes okay yeah that's a good spooky thing to put in here Okay, Um, (laughs) a chalkboard off to the side um, has a piece that constantly draws um, harsh lines and an eraser that follows it relentlessly, never allowing whatever this thing is drawing to finish. Nice. Okay. And then I think it's it would be great if they're running down this endless endless air quotes hallway and mm. then suddenly there's an end <laughs> and they <laughs> they got to get out somehow.
1: Uh, what if they just, like, walked into a glass wall and just, went? Like, closed?
0: Oh, through? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's just a sudden... It. it looks like the hall keeps going, but there's just a glass partition. Yeah. I like that. Maybe okay. You have
1: to, like, quickly find uh, a hand- or some No, they- if they saw a glass wall, they would just try to break through it. They wouldn't try to find the handle, but...
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, the hall suddenly ends in a clear glass partition oh i like the idea that this glass partition is actually a one-way mirror uh into that wizard's private study oh that's a good that's a good idea so we could like spy on people (laughs) that's a that's a brilliant
1: idea that that's fantastic i was literally thinking about that earlier i was like how would we make it so that the floor can go back in on the um on the wizard's chamber without making this weird wedge-shaped room. That
0: would be... <laughs> well, it's kind of a weird wedge-shaped room, but it has this this glass partition at the end, or it could have this like, partition there that's make, a one-way mirror.
1: And like a vertically wedge shape, where it's a where the um, the spiral floor kind of goes into a spiral ramp up.
0: Oh, okay.
1: With a weird wedge shape underneath it, but that solves a one-way mirror solves that problem.
0: Got completely. it. Yes. <laughs> I think it rather does. All right. Um, well, if we're gonna, oh, it's snapping off. Hello. Oh, I'm on. <laughs> Sorry, I'm talking to
1: myself, but. Oh yeah, no, I got you. I, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how to, how, how would you draw a one-way?
0: No, that makes sense. <laughs> just like a window, I think.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'll just sense. detail it in the description, uh, but. A window with a darker line on one side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: That's about as good as I can do. All right. And then this into so that's the that is the uh endless hallway with an end and then <laughs> the private study should we detail yeah let's detail that first so this private study what do we want to be in here besides that chalk or not there's no the chalkboard in here besides well, that mirror what else is like in here
1: it's like bigger and it's like just like it's huge and it's it's like you know it can be moved it's the one of those uh one of those chalkboards that actually is like two or three chalkboards that can be slid up and down.
0: Oh, okay. You want to have another chalkboard? Yes. Okay.
1: Also, I've been thinking about this. These these floors should be like stupid tall. Like the ceiling should be like
0: 20, way taller than 25. it. Yeah. 25.
1: I think we already discussed that in the first episode, actually. Okay. I'll,
0: I'll just continue. I'll just put that in general though. But yes, um, ceilings. <laughs> apparently can't spell today jesus all right um yeah let's say like 30 foot ceilings Mm -hmm. that's good because yeah he's he's compensating for his height a little bit (laughs) 30 foot ceilings i don't know yeah i feel like that sells the making players feel small you know yes dwarfed by the surroundings almost like an alice in Wonderland esque like perspective uh perspective messing with perspective yes alrighty yeah. so in the private study besides this big vertical mm-hmm. chalkboard, chalkboard what else do we have Your feet. He
1: would have his desk mm-hmm. um...
0: so I, mean, I assume yeah. here would be a good place to put some nice loot because yeah, if they find saying. this place it's it's gotta be it's, it, yeah, I it's feel like reward. it's a fair to reward them <laughs> yeah
1: I remember um, a couple of sessions ago with my players. There was a there, they entered an antechamber of what was clearly a lair, basically, and there was like four doors. Okay. Um, one of them, two of them were clearly like, or one of them was like, unused, or one of them was like partially used. Another one was clearly used very frequently, and then the fourth one was behind a steel ladder. Guess which one they chose. <laughs> the one behind the steel ladder because clearly there is loot behind there and oh. guess what was there there was no loot it was just supposed to be a, a way of backtracking <laughs> that was supposed to be the end of the lair where they would end up
0: so they oh, could okay. get their way through they were and just brute force their, their way in <laughs> so they just brute force their way in which
1: <laughs> that's, is great. that's I love, great
0: yeah and, when that happens you just gotta roll with it and be like it opens alright cool
1: I I narrated a very triumphant shattering of hinges as they made it through. Uh, (laughs) Like, it's just...
0: Does it sound hollow when I tap on it? Well, yeah, but...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's really funny because on the other side of that door was the stairwell that was filled with water. However, that part wasn't filled with water, but they could see it. Mm. They could see how much water was in the bottom. And then (laughs) later on, they ended up at the bottom of the stairwell they knew roughly where the stairwell was and they still smashed their way into the stairwell and they got, you know, pummeled with water but anyway, I digress
0: (laughs) Good old flooded dungeons Yes Uh, Getting in here I'm just detailing how to get into the study real quick
1: I'm petting my cat who is (laughs) there
0: So what item is in here for them to receive what's a, good... a good oh
1: Ooh. i'm thinking some sort of crown that lets you uh control lesser golems
0: okay interesting
1: but like you know un- non-sentient uh golems are, yeah I mean, sent- yeah
0: like a crown of constructs like dominance or something
1: i have that is a thing i think unless i just made that up remember That's <laughs> a yeah.
0: I think that's a that's a great idea so would you have to like touch any whatever construct you want to control and it's like a save and then they are dominated by you momentarily I would assume yeah something like that but I'm I'm not quite sure um I like the idea that this thing uh if you put it on it like it's like a belshira's crown from Eberron, where it like burrows into your brain and like jacks directly into your into your brain you know oh man it like gives you wi-fi that
1: would be good uh man so it's it's, it's, a, that it's note, that should be like a quiet thing that should be like they attune to it i feel like it's
0: got to be like it's got to be cursed in a little in some little way you know it's like a
1: point of psychic damage and then like if they ever mm. get hit in the head it doesn't come off but if they get hit in the head hard enough it like pulls its way out. of oh god head.
0: yeah oh dear lord yeah. Uh, yeah i like the idea of they When they attune to it, you just say, like, you take one psychic damage, and they're like, from what? (laughs) Just just a little, just a little. And if they investigate, they can see, like, little itty-bitty, like, uh, tendrils going into their ears or something, you know, worming their way into the brain. That'd be interesting. Okay. So, uh, touching a construct, uh, how, how powerful do you want this thing to be? Because... A construct uh, lacking, you know, free will.
1: They're level ten. I'm thinking very rare. So yeah, uh, but I mean, like as a basis, not as a as a mechanic. I know you're asking mechanical. Uh,
0: <laughs> I'm thinking how powerful you want this to be. Pretty rare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll answer your question with Probably. a slightly uh, related question. <laughs> um, maybe um, something to do with their like uh, CR relating to their player level, something like that.
1: I think um, there should be a certain threshold where they don't have to touch the construct. like um...
0: Yeah. Or maybe... I, I almost like the idea that they, they don't have to touch it at all. They just like take control over it from a distance, you know?
1: Yeah, puppetry.
0: Yeah, okay. So range of, say, what, 30, 60 feet? Yeah. 30 what feet. If, what
1: if it's an AoE? What if it's a cone?
0: Ooh, okay. Cone of 30 feet... Uh, wisdom save to dominate any constructs, uh, nearby that lack free will. Uh, ooh, how about we balance it so that the more powerful the construct, the less time you control it, or, like, oh, the, yes. you know? So, like...
1: Uh, uh, size-dependent, or, like...
0: Uh, I'm thinking, like, well, a lot of constructs, it is size-dependent how powerful they are, but yeah. I'm thinking, like, um... My mind goes to, you know, I, I think it's a lame way to balance it because there's a lot of problems with CR, but I, I go to CR and saying, like, the more powerful ones, you might only get, like, one round of control versus yeah. the lesser ones, you can control them for, like, a week. <laughs> uh, and, uh, in
1: my campaign, I would definitely be, like, I would definitely chalk it up to, you know, the arcane energy flowing through these these uh, constructs is, is too great to be controlled for. Uh,
0: exactly, yeah. So, the, yeah. Sheer, the sheer amount of of, uh, arcane, yeah, magic suffusing these, these beings makes them yes. ridiculously hard to puppet, um, but the more simple constructs that have a single minded purpose are more easily their conflict. strings are easily pulled yes alright, uh, lesser constructs and, uh are easily controlled for days at a time more powerful beings are hard to control for more than a couple of seconds. All right, that's a cool little reward, I think. Mm-hmm. And I should agree. this be sitting on like the desk with like a bunch of tools nearby, like he was tinkering I think with sure it? I think
1: it should be on a like on on a, on a little head sculpture.
0: Oh yeah, a little, yeah, yeah, a little a little a little bust stand. <laughs> I'm not sure,
1: like, what kind. Should it just be, like, a, you know, like, an ornate, um, like, ceramic or... I think
0: it's a head, except instead of any features, it's just a bunch of holes. (laughs) Like, he sculpted this head, but he's, he'd gone way off the rails at this point, so instead of giving it a face, he just, like, punched a bunch of holes in it. Yes,
1: and any... Doors with the uh, stone cunning feet who happen to be traveling through this. Uh, through mm, this
0: look uh, at you using the stone cunning feet. What are you saying?
1: They would probably recognize that, like you know, it's car. It was carved a long time ago, but the holes are like more recent. So it's like
0: got uh, it. Yeah, it used uh, to be a normal a normal carving, and then he he since has removed all of the features. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> got oh, I love the idea that he he like. Got paranoid about his constructs at the end, and like tried to like you know disable like that's that would be why a bunch of them in the hall are like stripped of their parts and stuff. Is he? And he hated when they looked at him because they looked like too real. Like some of them were starting to look a little too real, real. real. and he tried to take their faces. I am,
1: I am loving where you are taking the character of this guy. I
0: don't know. I'm just I'm making him like more and more (laughs) insane. So tell me when to stop. Oh no,
1: character is like I is oddly what I struggle with, even though it's like one of my favorite things about DD is just like, like making a fun character. But I often very frequently just rely almost entirely on like um, skills that the that the, the character has. Like, you mm. know, a gunslinger is probably much more maybe they're charismatic, but maybe they're also, you
0: yeah. know. I like to mix it up, I think that's the secret to keep characters interesting is is have some that are like, you know, pretty one dimensional. And you can have, like, the sarcastic bartender or something that his one characteristic is he's tells, like, sassy anti-jokes or something. <laughs> and then you have another character that has this deep backstory that they don't tell. And another one where they're defined by their upbringing is, is, keeps it fresh. <laughs> yes.
1: That's what I need to practice as a DM. Uh. I'm looking forward to it. I've given myself way too many characters. Like, I've thrown <laughs>
0: my net. Yeah, well, that, that's that's fine game. to just throw, like, a cast a wide net and then whatever whatever things your players latch on to, then suddenly that's they have a much this. more interesting backstory. Yeah,
1: and then I can use that as a framework for future characters. Like, uh, what's it called? I have, like, my next session for my friends, it's, like, there's, like, seven NPCs that are all unique and have backstories that they're going to be interacting
0: with. Oh, nice. With. Actually, no.
1: Like eight or nine.
0: Oh Ooh. damn! You're 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 going full uh, out of the I abyss think. with your NPCs. I have,
1: I have like an entire like uh, what's it called um, web of conversation chains and stuff. Nice. Like what like what each character would be interested in with what player or with what other character? We like, stand you know, there, conversation there are, trees. the players. What was that?
0: I said we stand conversation, conversation trees.
1: Hell yeah. <laughs> Taken. An... A book out of every Bethesda game ever. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, let me just giving this man a desk. Um,
1: Ooh, what if his desk has a little window like in front of it?
0: The... Oh, yeah, okay,
1: <laughs> and it has a uh, I don't know,
0: I like that idea. They
1: probably have a couple like skeletons of different things, like you know dwarves elves humans
0: mm. beasts. oh so he can better better know what makes a good construct yeah interesting okay what if
1: what if he like dabbled a bit to like what if he got carried away with his his experimentations on his constructs and he found that uh, through the arts of like necromancy that he could create a better construct and these sort of interests kind of
0: oh okay his uh, interest his interests uh, overlapped uh, a little too much <laughs> yes interesting okay yeah in his quest in his quest to always create better and better constructs he he turned from necro or he turned from transmutation to uh necromancy to harvesting so like he instead of trying to make a soul from scratch why not just put one in there <laughs> yeah i like that yes. okay uh there's oh yeah maybe so yeah and this is his private studies so this is where he would do all the worst experiments then mm-hmm. the, the uh it's
1: like fresh carvings or er, fresh uh...
0: oh we could okay. even have we can even have a real a real fun detail where maybe he tried to uh make some of these people into constructs rather than giving constructs life
1: yes 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 I really like the idea of harvesting souls.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, what's it called? I wrote down what was it? It's from a Adventuring Academy of the uh, the College Humor's little uh, you know how to play D anD D for dummies type series
0: yeah.
1: Any <laughs> podcast, whatever the hell. Um, Also, sorry for cursing. If we could get a a curse counter in chat, that would be awesome. I know we're not streaming, but (laughs) YouTube comments.
0: The curse. Hey, um, that's that's the beauty about the podcast. We can curse as much as we goddamn please. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't no TOS on on freaking Spotify, so we're good.
1: Excellent. Uh, But uh, crap, I lost my train of thought. Um, Was I saying? Dang it!
0: (laughs) I'm trying to remember. I'm sorry.
1: soul laundering is something that uh his his players came up with or mm. didn't come up with but like said because they thought that's where he was going and he was mm. like oh that's way better than where i was yeah, going. absolutely it? mm-hmm. it's
0: like you and, gotta yeah, know when so. to let the players do the heavy lifting
1: oh yeah and that's just what? like soul laundering is such a cool concept i already have it the is, uh yeah. what's called orbital soul heaven from like cyberpunk uh universe where basically like you know rich people get their sentience or their, their yeah you they
0: know, just like upload to a do a utopia yeah. and leave their bodies <laughs> yep nice i really like that that is cool that's a great like uh sci-fi fantasy concept yeah.
1: an excuse to shoot the players up into space
0: <laughs> exactly that's we can always <laughs> use more excuses to shoot players into space um uh, I... all right let's do upper levels of this place so we got the well first of all this observation deck that goes up and down um mm-hmm. In here i'm thinking then that this this i'm seeing as like it's just like a big chair with a bunch of wires and like mechanisms attached to it and it like just and like raises up from the floor and uh like so that the the horde sort of fending off the horde as this raises up would be players having to push the and like you know keep the constructs out of this break in the glass as they try to scramble onto the platform and into this room with them um, and once yes. it raises up high enough and it reaches, you know, raises 30 feet we might have it go up like 10 feet around so they have to defend for a couple rounds um, yes
1: that's a good idea and there are like, uh, what's it called some of the constructs have like, you know have. man, I wanted to, to I kind of want to dabble on types of constructs that he would be designing like obviously there would be, you know helpers
0: yeah. yeah i think having like uh two or three different like archetypes that yeah r- you know sprint at players and and all that would be interesting
1: the horde the jockeys the boomers
0: <laughs> see yeah black now black black you guys. got it <laughs> uh so the cons yeah, yeah yeah so the constructs would be um we could even we could even model the constructs i think the basic ones could just be like you know zombies but yeah. um the more interesting ones could be like, uh, maybe some of them, like, the zombies would be the pretty degraded ones with some parts missing, and then we have, like, the the cloaked ones that are blind, but maybe they have some additional thing? I don't know. I, for whatever reason, my creativity is, is being lax right now, so what are yeah. you thinking? Yeah, I'm, uh, I don't know, um,
1: I am going to pull up the zombie stat block on...
0: Okay, uh, I, the zombie stat sure. looks great because of that like undead resilience they have. Where it's it's especially yes. hard to finally kill the damn things, which I think is so fitting for any sort of uh, construct would work really well on that too. So, Absolutely. but at the same
1: time, I still want like my players to have uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, just like that that power trip of obliterating an entire world. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, that's what I'm saying. Putting like a bunch of CR one quarter things in front of level you know 10 or 12 players is great because they can just fireball and kill you know eight things at once it feels great
1: yes um but yeah um there's also like ogre zombies and older zombies at least in the monster (laughs) stuff but uh i'm sure there's other like homebrew stuff
0: that's what i'm saying i could i could we could totally whip up homebrew for the other two varieties that's i'm just saying what concepts do you think would be cool for them
1: yeah, that's what I'm trying. I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I I want one with sharp appendages. That's just something I want.
0: Ooh. For me. Okay. Uh, oh, like how sick. about how about the ones with like the the uh, cloaks thrown over them, or like the the ones that are you know have the blankets over them, or whatever sheeted mm-hmm. constructs, whatever you want to call them. Um, when they attack, it's just like these sharp like metal blades and stuff just like rip out from under the cloth. So you the nev- more they
1: attack the more it removes the cloth and you know yeah. the better they get at attacking and... that could be or exciting. is that again?
0: no i like that idea maybe if they attack a certain amount of times they can see finally yeah. like they start but blind all- but if they attack it's enough they can see That's a bit over that's a like little we might yeah. be over designing i think keeping it simple yeah. and just having them blind and then stabby if they get close it's
1: <laughs> it simple, sally yep. um
0: Yes. Especially if there's uh, a ton of these things, because it's going to bog down combat if we're like, you yes. know, have to keep track of each initial, each individual one's like blindness status.
1: We can make like one big, unique one that like tries following them all the way. That's sort of like a mini boss.
0: Oh, that could be cool. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um.
0: In that case. Or it's
1: like a, maybe, maybe, like, maybe it's like a, a, a four-armed two-legged, uh, like.
0: Yeah. One- yeah
1: super
0: sharp uh arms and oh okay uh oh that that's making me think of something shit um i feel like there's a creature that's that's close to that but i might be thinking of a different i think i'm thinking of a different rpg altogether damn it um because that's more that's the forearm uh sort of look is is very sci-fi to me um, which is, I think that's where I'm getting the, the stat oh, block John in Carter. my head from. You already mentioned John well, Carter. Well, it's it, that, so. yes, John okay. Carter, but it's surprisingly no. That's not where I was. what I was thinking. It was something else. Um, I think it's a. Oh, no, it's in d Uh The, the Gorillon. Gor- Gorillon. Gorillon? Gorillon? They're four armed gorillas. Anyways. <laughs> I kind of want to look that up, but I don't
1: want the click clackety of.
0: No, go for it so the cloaked ones are blind and do like an aoe blade uh burst and then yeah maybe we have like the mini boss one that um launches like big lumps of like slag metal and stuff at them from a distance
1: Mm -hmm. uh yes yes (laughs) okay (laughs) i'm just trying like
0: yeah i don't know i could do whatever but um oh there's
1: literally already a zombie gorilla on in the forgotten realms like you said
0: oh look at that um because i think the well what do we want to do for the final boss because whatever we do for that we want to do like the opposite for this so we have some diversity in the combats yes so, um, and i think right. this is the more versatile uh like shapeable combat because it's literally we could make it anything so let's talk so, about the uh the what we want at the end of this whole thing then
1: Man, i don't even know I accidentally. Gosh, I need to stop focusing on uh, taking. I need. A, I need to. I need to trim the fat and and focus on what's in front of me. <laughs> I'm instead thinking about how cool it would be if the forearm big uh, construct could like take two of its arms and attach it to the end of the other two arms, so it can get a big reach. Out oh hell
0: yeah, dude! Any yeah, I anything it's... that that reminds me of amygdala from from Bloodborne has my undivided support that's a boss where it does it literally does that halfway through the fight it rips off its own arms and uses them as (laughs) weapons it's so metal um Ah, anyways so uh, this thing this thing raises up and i think it would be cool to have that moment where uh once once it's fully raised uh players are once again surrounded by uh like the unbreakable glass you know yes and the the their foe is like standing on the other side of it like taunting them or like yeah. just wonder like what the hell are you doing in here
1: yes i don't i don't oh man i don't know how to pick up how i don't know I, uh, excuse me <laughs> you're fine my my mouth can't keep up with big brain and and thoughts uh, <laughs> but like yeah that's that's a good idea uh what to do with that? How how So this is this is Kato. This is This is this Kato, is, yeah. He's at the end. This he's, will be Is this the top floor?
0: Uh this is the second to top floor. It's gonna have the top one be the bedroom. Oh yes. Right. Uh, bedroom slash observatory.
1: So I would imagine that there's this sort of pilot seat, maybe.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like the it's... the place outside of where they're standing is like a control uh, mechanism for the whole rest of this thing. Mm-hmm. Sounds good to me. Yeah, I like that. Um, and then Kato then would be standing on the outside. What? How? What is his initial reaction or their initial reaction when players? Um...
1: I don't know. I need your creative juices on this. All
0: so. right. So I'm thinking when I when I have this in my mind, I see players raise up on this platform. They just escaped a big horde of like monster of like basically a zombie horde, and they're yes. like tired. They're they're freaking out. They don't know what's happening, and then they just uh, like they look up and they just see this. And I want I want this thing to be like intimidating. Like it's made modifications to itself to be like way like not normal looking like normal humanoid looking
1: big mega mind head with with a bunch of attachments in there
0: yeah oh yeah 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 have a have like a open back head sort of deal where ooh ooh, that would be interesting okay
1: flanking gives like some sort of bonus
0: yeah yeah look at that flanking doing more than just giving advantage like 90% of the other stuff in this freaking game um okay so kato casto kato <laughs> kato is waiting uh, upon players arrival god i almost for whatever reason <laughs> when you when you said like big uh Mind style head my my mind's eye went to um the fallen from transformers 2
1: oh oh uh the guy that oh wait
0: the freaking villain that has like is it, it looks like a he has like a big elongated head and like fringes and he's like this old uh bastard that's like sitting in a big mechanical throne but i i don't blame you if you don't remember that particular movie because it's a it's a bit trash but
1: oh, that boy oh that boy that i thought boy. that was like a head uh head, head uh headdress <laughs>
0: no he just got oh, big dress. head yep that's just him um I don't know, that no bearing on the gameplay or anything i'm just saying when you said big head and construct <laughs> i was like itched yeah. I, for whatever reason anyways it's a
1: very natural uh, evolution of of creativity to imagine this <laughs>
0: um so is he like Slow clapping when they get up here. What's he doing? Is he, um, does is he just like sitting on the floor? Is he at the control deck and I doesn't like notice what's what's going on?
1: He's probably like I would imagine. I like the I, I like the idea of him just stumbling through uh, the movement controls of the tower just trying to like figure it out and trying to get it hmm. stable and, and working on it. But at the same time, like
0: oh, how about ooh oh um. I don't know why I just did that, because I was a four-year-old. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, (laughs) I'm excited, what can I say? I like the idea that he is controlling the control mechanisms uh, with, like, I'm getting his silhouette as, um, like, the open back brain thing, and he has Hmm. a bunch of, what look like, almost like a big dreadlock hairdo, but they're, like, big tendrils that he uses to move around (laughs) and, like, manipulate stuff
1: oh that's
0: icky i like it um like they're they look almost like they look weirdly like natural looking and he's manipulating the control surfaces with some of them and but at the same time he's just like watching players and just like slowly pacing around the outside of this like they're in a fishbowl and he's like you know just staring at them
1: some of the tendrils maybe have eyes Ooh,
0: yeah yeah they all they have like different little weird modifications to them
1: very dark awk, but maybe a little
0: <laughs> Okay, yeah, maybe it is a little too Doc Um Hmm. Maybe then, oh, well, it's let's go more high magic with it then. Maybe he just has uh, figured out a sort of similar thing to that construct control device where he just at range is manipulating these controls, but his mind is constantly like flitting between different things that he's focusing on. So he can never like focus on the damn controls and figure it out. He's, he's constantly like thinking of different things that he has to do and say and all this
1: that's a good idea uh what's it called it's the same it's a similar technology to the to the ground uh but like yeah yeah i'm trying to visualize this <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to uh, what's it called i'm imagining the the um the 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 the, uh, the mechano magical
0: controls conundrum. and everything yeah, yeah. So let me let me try to give a little little mind palace exploration deal. So you're yeah. exhausted, you're tired, laying on the slowly raising floor of this observation deck, and when you finally reach the top and the skittering mechanical horde below is sealed off to their, you know, whatever fate awaits them, you look up
1: and you're hearing the, the mechanical, consistent clunking of the chain
0: mm-hmm.
1: lining up the, the, the platform
0: yep yeah 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 you hear that and then it comes to rest and you finally you know get a little bit of bearings and uh you see this um i do i'm almost imagining like a observation deck on like a on like a big uh ship or something yeah where it has you can see out into like the planes and you can see like what's in front of this big tower um from inside here treetops passing by yeah yeah that's what i'm saying like you you suddenly are bathed in natural light which is a big departure from where you just yes. came from
1: that's an important detail
0: okay so I'll, I'll write some of this down as we go for the, the atmosphere so the uh clinking of huge chains stops and you are bathed in natural light um from outside the 360 degree view uh trees pass as the tower lumbers around the countryside and then silhouetted uh by the the light so you just see like this the silhouette of this thing at first Mm -hmm. um because i think the appearance of it should be spooky but the silhouette look fairly humanoid i think that would be should cool
1: definitely be eclipsing the sun
0: when the, the players first get up like... oh yeah Oh, have it like at sunset so they can't see mm. that might be nice yeah yeah so they have it silhouetted back like backlit and they mm-hmm. see oh how about we make the? how about we do a little fake out and we have the silhouette of this thing look like uh, a wizard like look like <laughs> a you know mm-hmm. like look look like a humanoid sort of wizard with like a cloak or something yeah, yeah and then cute. have them which if the, if they were to do some digging in the lower parts of the dungeon they would obviously know that uh it shouldn't be this tall and mm-hmm. there's little details that could clue them in but oh, yeah. so there is a um figure that seems to be wearing a uh cloak and um, has some kind of, uh, pointed cap, something like that. No, we'll, de- <laughs> we'll detail, but, um, a st- staggering variety of levers, cranks, uh, gears, and... Chains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pulleys. Uh, festoon. <laughs> Signaling
1: <laughs> like little indicators
0: and yeah stuff. yeah little like little flames that change color or something <laughs> oh, these, yeah. so these little these little control surfaces just festoon the surroundings and appear to be uh in constant flux uh changing position um like irregularly <laughs> yes okay and then this backlit figure slowly walks around, so it's front lit, and they can see the features. That's very, like, villain reveal. I don't know. Is that too dra- dramatic?
1: No, no. I don't. I don't think so. I feel like uh, I don't know. There's this. I'm going to do a quick aside. Go there's for this, it. this phenomenon that I've that has been observed and has been um, what's called recanted to me, and mm-hmm. I've seen it repeated everywhere. Is basically like if you're trying to see or if you're, you're trying to make a serious campaign make a funny setting and you end up with like haha funny characters but very poignant and significant emotional beats hmm. while okay. you're trying to make a um a very serious campaign um you end up with a lot more you end up with much more to juxtapose basically and make humor out of Interesting. so it's like a like you see it in Critical Role, like it's Critical Role is a lot of jokes. Like Matt yes. <laughs> Mercer plays it completely serious as DM, but it's still absolutely jam packed with jokes, and it makes it all the better for it. If uh, uh, what's it called Dungeons and, D- Dungeons and Daddies is completely sarcastic, it is <laughs> it is a joke. I mean, it, you could see it in the name; you know it's a joke podcast, but it has the most significant emotional beats I have seen, and like almost any media like that i have consumed like it is chef's kiss um (laughs) but uh but what i what i mean to say is that you know making it dramatic it's gonna be more fun regardless of of if it's cheesy or not yeah mentality on that sort of stuff at least
0: (laughs) i almost think it would fit with the character this This robot is trying to like be like over the top and like you know super like, like I, I don't know I, I feel like that would we haven't detailed this character at all but for whatever reason i'm envisioning it as like trying to fill the old wizard's shoes and trying yeah. to be like over the top like uh you know terrifying not terrifying but like awe-inspiring yes
1: uh an imposing force yeah like, a, what's it like if he's raised if he was raised by this this uh dwarvish uh wizard that has been basically compensating for everything since the (laughs) beginning of this tower yeah 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 he's gonna end up with a very chauvinist um uh pompous sort of confidence or arrogance
0: yeah i like that oh i like i love the idea of having this thing like start giving some kind of soliloquy-esque speech monologue yeah yeah. just start monologuing and then (laughs) suddenly the the uh like because this thing thinks that you know players are trapped in that glass and they can't talk they can't like you know do anything (laughs) yeah and then suddenly
1: players are far weaker than they are
0: exactly yeah they're like you dare come into my tower and disturb my work you know and then suddenly the protection around the glass much like in the lower floor just fails
1: (laughs) just, just yeah absolutely
0: Players are like, oh, let's go, <laughs> and they can like burst through while he's mon- like, while he's monologuing. I want players to make like little perception. like I can have whatever the highest passive perception player just notices that there's like, no of like, there's spell. none of that signature shimmer near the glass that mm-hmm. would indicate like, that it's unbreakable.
1: Like he's and he's slowly like turn, like he's crossing his arms and like turning away from the players mm-hmm. and all that. And, he like that-
0: spreads his arms out in the valley and is like, soon. This will be mine! And then at that, that point players can break through and fight him. I don't yes. know. <laughs> I just want like a genuine, oh, it's from like
1: this 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 menacing force. But yeah. Yeah.
0: And then I think this thing should turn out to be like pretty damn powerful and hard to fight.
1: Um, Lots of transmutation magic. Oh, yeah. I kind of want to pull up some transmutation spells. Uh, sure, yeah, go for it. There are some pretty good, um, tools for searching up, uh, metrics by class. Sorry if you're
0: gonna hear my, uh... No, don't worry.
1: I feel like if I stay quiet while I'm pressing buttons.
0: (laughs) The buttons are quieter if you are, yeah. Uh, Or or you
1: can, like, edit it out or something. I
0: can't, but... We'll, we'll just go I probably could but I'm, I'm I don't have time to, to go through and diminish the button click noises um so mm-hmm. I think I think having this thing at some point in the monologue say like as soon as I figure out this con- these damned controls you know this this valley will be mine or something like something to have a little humor in here would be nice
1: yes I don't I don't
0: deliver that monologue again just real quick
1: just for the for the sake of
0: uh... i don't have a monologue written but oh, i'll, okay. I'll just gonna... start i'll start villain monologuing yeah okay so you you enter up into this observe, observation uh, control room and you see this pacing backlit figure that begins uh speaking with its head raised high it says so we finally meet you've come far farther than most But still, you don't seem to realize, do you? I am unstoppable. You can try all you want, struggle, but in the end, you are but flies caught in a web. A web that you will never understand. But watch, hark, for soon. When I have this tower under my control, none can disrupt my work. I will rule over this land, and you will know the meaning of control. You will know! And then at that point, you know, players realize the the protection on the glass has failed, and they can burst out and interrupt. Or they can just let him keep monologuing. I'll write a huge monologue so that if DMs, like, if players just let him go, he just keeps going. (laughs) (laughs)
1: oh man that would be above and beyond (laughs) what's it called um i'm looking up uh transmutation go for it yeah Uh, what's it called what is it uh there's things like there's like the higher level ones like uh i really like slow that's not higher level that's just third level but like uh, Mm -hmm. i just opened it um what is what was tensor's transformation
0: oh oh i uh, i know that it's tensor's disc but that's that's hardly uh high level um oh, that's a big never mind uh there's very... yeah i i honestly transmutation not a school of magic that i've ever like thought of doing a character for but it now that i've de- detailed this dungeon i might but
1: oh, it's a very powerful school like i think it's underrated in terms of because it's like one of those buffs uh, buff and uh, it's just such a utility
0: yeah uh, i think the utility it provides is unreal <laughs>
1: oh yeah and that can like make or break like obviously invocation magic and abjuration magic can, can keep you alive or destroy your opposition but like mm. transmutation, transmutation
0: mag- can straight up like <laughs> skip entire dungeons yeah,
1: that's how you make dms mad is exactly
0: yeah yeah. i feel this like is transmut- the- transmutation is the most like troll school of magic if you want to like really make your dm angry
1: oh yeah this puts the uh, the control back in the dm <laughs> I don't know.
0: yeah it gives oh it- what, did you say player agency <laughs> <laughs> yep. careful you're getting me all worked up now <laughs> Oh,
1: tensor's transformation is a uh, self uh, that's a that's a self. It, it it does a bunch of stuff. You can uh, Ooh, okay.
0: Oh, that that's from Tasha's, isn't it? Or am I thinking yeah, of something else? Tosh's.
1: Okay. You can't cast spells while you, No, it's Xanathar's. It's Xanathar's. Oh, it's Xanathar's. Okay. Uh, can't cast spells, uh but you gain a, a bunch of benefits. It's a 6th level spell. You get like 50 temporary
0: HP. Oh, uh, damn. I like. Advantage on attack rolls with like simple and martial weapons. Uh, <laughs> Oh, oh, We're so, totally yeah. giving this thing layer actions with the tower, like attacking players, mm. yes. and we're giving it legendary actions for sure because it's a one v one boss fight with high level players. So it's the... gotta have legendary actions to stay relevant in the action economy.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, uh, the, the 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 zombies and stuff should totally be breaking through the floorboards while this is happening.
0: Okay. Oh yeah, that would be sweet. Have so have one of the layer actions be, uh, he might like slam the con ob- the. Uh, Observation deck down in the lower floor, and some of the zombies flood onto it, and then he sends it back up so they join the fight.
1: Yes, that's a good idea. Or, like, uh, you like blast a hole in earth, yeah, 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 yeah,
0: uh,
1: move earth or whatever, but instead of like, uh, yeah, tearing open
0: a floor hole in the floor, yeah, yes, that's
1: great. Uh, Disintegrate is also apparently somehow a transmutation magic. I didn't know hey, that.
0: It, it's... it's when you, for when you want to transmute something into nothing. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. I've turned this... <laughs> observe! I've turned this person into <laughs> dust! <laughs> ah, a master of... Truly a master of transmutation. Uh. <laughs> uh, okay, so... I like uh. that. I think... Uh, it's getting a little, episode's getting a little long in the tooth. Um, Ooh, yeah. So we might detail, you, you and I can work out some uh, of the specific combat details of this villain um, between now and the release of the quote-unquote finished version, which if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're wondering, gee, I wish I had more detail on how this thing fights, I think we can detail a little bit more right now. But for the full experience, you can always join in on the one shot. That I'm going to be running of this dungeon as the DM, or perhaps if if Chris wants to co-DM with me, or whatever That's ends what was... up happening. Um, some amount of DMing will be happening, and you are welcome, if you're listening, to join as a player and run through this dungeon. So, if you're thinking that would be fun to do, and you're listening to this on the day it comes out, Friday... Let me check real quick, Friday, February 26th, then you're in luck and you can join us at 8.30pm Mountain Standard Time to run through this one shot. So I hope to see you there if that's something you're interested. It's going to be streamed live on Twitch, which I will link all of that at the end of the episode, so stay tuned and it's in the description as well. All right, now that I'm sh- I'm done shilling, uh, you have any burning combat intricacies that you want to detail now before we move on to the final area?
1: Uh, just uh, what's it called? I feel like so there's this dumb spell called Swift Quiver. Not that interesting <laughs> as as a spell, but okay. it's like physical and it basically makes it so like it, it auto loads your bows or yeah your, yeah your hand but or your crossbows and the like. So. Having him just, like, cast this and just machine gun down
0: the, oh, the players
1: would just be phenomenal.
0: That would be amazing. I'm, I'm, like, envisioning, like, he's drawing up, like, chunks of the tower up onto, like, his arm and, like, like launching them at him.
1: Like, he just rips up two giant chunks of metal, holds <laughs> in his hands, puts both wrists towards the, the players, and, like, these chunks these of metal just dissolve into his hands as as bullets and bolts are shot
0: at him. <laughs> uh. Nice. Nice. But, uh,
1: but yeah, there's that. Uh, I think
0: that's sick. Um, do we want like a gimmick to this fight, or do you want it to be straightforward?
1: That's what I was th- trying to think of. Because
0: um, we can have it can... be we can have it be something gimmicky where they have to like you know break his control over the thing, and then he he like mm-hmm. is powerless. Or we can just have it be a straightforward fight. Either way.
1: How would they break control of his thing? Well, that's
0: yeah. I don't. Well, what what do you want to do first? Do you want to do the more um like uh do you want the do you want the end goal of this fight to be kill this thing or do you want it to be um like break this thing's control over the tower and render it I powerless
1: player agency be damned but uh <laughs> I, I, I love the idea i've always loved the idea of you know um re redoing the bad guys so that or giving the bad guys a second not necessarily a second chance but a you know uh, a a new lot in life more yeah or less, that be indentured servitude or, <laughs> or actually, you know, getting to prove that yeah. you know, they were they were wrong and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, uh, to a certain degree, this guy hasn't like murdered anybody, I assume. So it's not like he hasn't done anything that bad.
0: No just, people like, necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Not, on, cool. not on purpose, at least. He may have stomped on some people with the tower, but that's an accident.
1: They think on the way. That's their own fault.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Shouldn't uh, have walked
0: in yeah. front of the big moving tower, dummy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what's it
1: called? Um, oh, there's also flesh to stone, which is a.
0: Oh, that's perfect for this, yeah. Flesh to metal. uh, Yeah.
1: Whatever, what have you. But, uh, that's just a minor note.
0: Uh, oh, yeah.
1: But in terms of, like, recovering him, I I feel like he's like, um, I wanna, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm thinking too much as to the why, but, like, uh, is, are these modifications are they his own design are they you know left over from
0: yeah I, I feel like i feel like he probably uh after he was maybe the first one of these uh constructs to gain independent consciousness and yes. um probably like read up on some of his master's old like notes and stuff and sort of has has been incorporating these upgrades into his own design for a while Yes. Um,
1: but are these upgrades like corrupting him maybe they're just giving him a big headache and that's what's making him so (laughs) disagree
0: yeah well i think it would be cool to have it be where uh, he didn't realize that his master was like totally batshit insane and so (laughs) like towards the end of his life at least and so when he adds these things to himself he's using these designs that literally are made by a crazy person and so (laughs) when he adds these to himself it like each addition that he makes, like destabilizes his mental his mental state more and more.
1: There are like errant souls that are manifesting.
0: Exactly, them. yeah, 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 yeah. Because he was infusing souls into stuff. Yeah, so we might have like a split personality type of deal going on. That's good. And ooh, yeah, it could be like a reverse of the final fight of Portal Two, where you have to remove like these these weird little additions that are um, making him, you know irrational and insane and if you okay that could be cool what's the mechanic behind that then
1: uh mechanic uh uh, like gameplay uh, type
0: thing is it do they have to make is each of like separating each of these things different so they have to make some sort of check maybe one of them you can just rip off of them another one you could like um
1: disconnect like uh one is connected to the floor and is like taking power from uh Mm facilities that are in the tower or on in the area like a battery pack or something that
0: could be cool yeah that could be some kind of uh, combo of they could figure it out with like an intelligence check or something and yeah. see like oh he's connected to this thing okay or just
1: have big glowing cables or like glowing i
0: think buttons. that's 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 probably more appropriate is just having these connections these obvious connections uh it's like magical tether tying him to this thing
1: what if like part of this part of this fight like you know like there's two phases where well, potentially two phases where in the first phase he's connected and he's kind of playing it defensively, mm. where he's kind of like trying to keep the players. Ooh, trying
0: to... every time they disable one of these additions, the others that are left get more desperate and drive him to be more aggressive. Yes, but
1: like once they're all disconnected. He still has power. It's reduced, but he's mobile. So like
0: Oh yeah, dude. I love bosses like that where they start off with these big brutes that are like slow and he's just he has so many like just layers of metal and stuff on him that he's huge and mostly just walks around and launches these bolts of metal at them. But
1: what if what if (sighs) he realizes he can start transmuting the cables? And Mm. like ooh. And but he becomes like a much more martial type uh, enemy yeah see the cables to, like it and like i don't know i i'm overthinking it but like no we're
0: way a... over designing this and i love it so <laughs> yeah, i maybe. think yeah screw screw the the add-on bullshit i think we go with he is initially just this absolute beast that's just covered in like layers upon layers of constructed defenses and stuff because he's his principal character that we established last episode is that he's terrified of losing this sentience and yes. dying, so he might just have added tons of protective stuff, but mm. as he fights, he gets more and more enraged that it's not working, and he eventually gets down to this, like, s- like skeletal construct that just is, like, whipping around the battlefield. Cool. I'm thinking, is- like, uh, you know the Dark Nuts in Zelda? no no okay so it's it's this enemy where he's bro- this big brutish bastard in this huge set of plate armor and uh the way you fight him is you gradually you like mm-hmm. roll around him to the weak points in the armor and slash the connections the armor gradually falls off and once you knock all the armor away um it reveals just he's just wearing like a tunic underneath and like you know it's very lithe looking and he throws away his big sword and he draws like a rapier and then it's suddenly like a super quick like duel one-on-one duel with this thing which is i've always loved that sort of design but
1: i like that that's good uh yes yes that yes to that absolutely
0: yeah i think initially he's defensive and he uses the zombies a lot to put distance between him and the players and try to just take pot shots at him with his uh swift quiver
1: yes Oh, uh, what if like as the players are defeating him, he's like he's like losing parts and stuff. Actually, what what if? No, uh, that's over. That's over. Overthinking. No, like, it's
0: never overthinking. At what?
1: But keeping keeping the soul idea, the soul's idea. Okay, okay. Uh, but as he's like losing bits and bobs, he becomes more and more sane. Like he realizes mm. what he's becoming, and he's like, like by the end, like just before. They like get him. Yeah. He's like, wait, 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 stop! Yeah. He's just like, he's like, and he's like, he's like realizing what he's done and all that sort of stuff. Yeah,
0: okay, that would be more satisfying, I think. I like I mean, that
1: for some players. Some players just some.
0: Like... Play- well, I think we give him the choice if they think he deserves to die after what he's done or whatever. Or but yeah, like, I think I think having it be where once he gets down to like almost dead and they've stripped him of all this extraneous you know all these extraneous add-ons and various bits and bobs and stuff and it's just him and he looks around him and realizes like what he's doing and uh comes to his senses and has this moment where he's like you know uh kill me if you want but i won't fight you anymore
1: (laughs) um i think keep a note just to like just just to maybe hopefully clue in the players that you know the um the bits and bobs that they're breaking off have an effect on him just like have them have them glowing or something
0: oh yeah yeah gl- it, glowy bits are always a good indicator that
1: like continuing to glow after they're removed
0: mm, okay god or
1: it. maybe even like being dangerous to touch or something and like you start your turn with five feet of. Oh, no that's that's over mechanical
0: <laughs> yeah so, i think uh, we just the uh, glowy uh, bits where uh every certain health thresholds you knock off another of these big uh, glowy parts and eventually you're just left with this mobile like thing that darts around and launches itself at you i like that okay yes. i think that is a well-designed fight and get, well it should be because we spent a while on it oh yeah uh all right lastly and i think it would be a cool reward for sparing kato to have him allow players to access the the bedroom upstairs oh yeah like he he uh tells them like how to manipulate the observation deck to raise it up to the bedroom level.
1: Mm-hmm. We haven't even thought about the bedroom. We haven't even gotten to the bedroom. <laughs> so
0: if is spared, Kato uh, allows players to access his master's old bedroom. All right. Up here, I think this would be where the main like treasure is where the, the fun stuff is. I think even if they kill Kato, they could still like figure out how to get up here as well. Cause... Oh yeah, of course. All right. Um. So old bedroom slash observatory. What's in here?
1: Should there be Tesla coils in the previous in the on the boss room floor? Just, just, just to add that that dumb atmosphere of no, oh yeah. That, that's ridiculous. Anyway, we're past that floor. We don't need to keep working.
0: Hard. I think as you fight and he get he breaks down a little bit more, uh, there might be like st- arcs of energy like start shooting out of some of the stuff and the controls as he loses control of it. Yes. I think that would be sick. Okay. Bedroom time. <laughs> bedroom time. Bedroom time. Okay. So up here. Because in the bedroom, we want to um, contextualize who this wizard is you know mm-hmm. I want there to be some kind of diary up here that has a couple answers for players
1: his bed is definitely giant circular and has like leopard print <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> I like that many yeah. animal animal skins and prints um, yeah yeah I like the idea that um, there's like a drawing desk where he has all these blueprints and stuff but uh, all of them are just horrifying. <laughs> oh yeah, it's covered in nonsensical uh, blueprints. Sorry if you can hear like a noise in the background. I think someone is vacuuming. No, oh, you're good. Um, okay. So I imagine there's some we want to have some kind of diary, especially just to clue players in to the uh, password in the library to get to the study, right?
1: what if there's like a pocketbook, but it can like expand and shrink so that it's you know like
0: Ooh, okay
1: can't be like an enormous book but it's in a little space
0: <laughs> that's very transmutation yeah diary uh can be expanded or shrunk um details like the the wizard's past what's his name we got to give this wizard a name oh yeah i forgot uh
1: what's the name of this uh colossal construct of the cobbled keep uh I do have a list of dumb fantasy names. I'm going to uh, confer with that.
0: Uh, Dumb fantasy names. I'm down.
1: (laughs) Uh, Oh, his last name. Oh, it should definitely be something like uh, Choice Steel.
0: Choice Steel? Yeah. I like it. for like a last name but i don't know about the first name
1: what's it what's typical dwarven first name
0: um i could do some some kind of like harsh sound followed by an un followed by an atypical consonant so do like uh like mm, brawstruck or like Tharsdune or like that's more orc actually um like ardor um ardor. uh could do hmm, do we want it to be sort of a reference to um an aspect of his personality it's I know not. that's a little you know it's obviously contrived, but it might be
1: no it, it should i think it should
0: might be cutesy to do it that way, um I'm not sure what. Because choice steals interesting because it it indicates that he can he can choose to make things steal which is fitting
1: and ch- choice as in like uh, the preferable
0: choices in like yeah he's constantly striving to make the best thing yeah yeah I like that a lot so we want to have something that references so that that's the perfectionist nature encapsulated in the last name the first name we might point out to the darker side of that. Mm-hmm. maybe the um hmm oh
1: man I have a dumb culture in my world or my campaign that's uh they're called Bantam dwarves or like they're like a clan of dwarves okay. that's basically Bantam meaning uh small and stubborn got it <laughs> uh, which I just love and they're like but they you know take the place of of Basically, Mandalorians, essentially, in terms of
0: oh, nice okay. so yeah. Warrior,
1: but it, that doesn't. That, I'm just that's just a brainstorm. Okay,
0: awesome. Chopping
1: uh, off point. I don't have anything to, to really. Okay. <laughs> hey,
0: if you, I would also want to share my my rate my like culture of dwarf Mandalorians if if I had that in my homebrew. So, um, oh, yeah. okay. So... I'm trying to think of words for like like, father, or, like, creator, you know? Vader. <laughs> Vader choice, <yeah. laughs> Um I mean, we could totally just do, like, Vader or something, like, uh... Um... That's fairly dwarf-esque. We could do... Hmm.
1: Forebear her creator the her uh as in you
0: know oh four, four bears an interesting one yeah um <laughs> his
1: name is four
0: bears four <laughs> bears the the best barbarian in all the lands yeah he's just four bears in a trench coat um
1: <laughs> that'd be ridiculous but he's like a, a very bear-like character very uh, dense and I think or
0: something i don't know the power let's do form, right? let's do fairber Fer- fairber mm, that's good fairber all right there we go that's dorphin um okay fairber fairber's like life is detailed in this diary um and then it just the diary as you go through it from beginning to most recent it's just ramblings
1: <laughs> yes or it's, like, some other arcane script that's, like, closer to deep speech or something.
0: Ooh, yeah. Ooh! Oh, ooh! Wait, <laughs> hold up. How about yeah. if you look through his uh, observatory, it's trained on, like, normally you'd expect a telescope or something to be trained on a yeah. specific star cluster or something. Yeah, but where are you going with this?
1: Huh? Where are you going with this? I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm enticed.
0: So what if instead of having it trained on a cluster of stars or anything, it's trained on the only area of the night sky that has nothing in it? Ooh. And the speech at the end of his diary just transitions into, like, aberration ramblings.
1: Oh, but it's not like, it's not like nothing as in, like, it's just an empty space, but like, it's being silhouetted by something?
0: Either that, or like, the sort of space between the stars idea, very... Aberrant, like you know, this this sort of uh, insanity that is inspired by, you know, I don't know. Maybe that doesn't have to be part of it. That's that's leaning too hard into it. I think. Nah, nah, it's pretty good. No, I just have. Nah, I don't like it. Just do a normal observatory. Um, telescope points to Hmm. the uh, constellation of the um ladies no i'm just kidding that's a real <laughs> consolation i don't know it is yeah i just watched a movie with uh with that reference pleiades yesterday treasure that's, that's whack. well treasure planet yes but i watched the movie bliss planet. on amazon it's a great movie the what bliss it's a movie on uh amazon original it's like owen wilson salma hayek they it's all about yes. like how real is is our is, is reality sort of deal um, I think having it point at, like, the father constellation or something, or, like, some kind of family-type constellation would be cute. Oh, yeah, Duh. Yes. Alright. Um, to indicate his fixation on, like, creating his own family. Yes. Alright, nice. Sue. What is something in here that is, like, powerful for them to find? Oh, well, treasure. Just do some gold, obviously. I feel like
1: this is probably where he would... Oh, oh, uh, 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 sorry i've had this written down the entire <laughs> go for time. it yeah. loot golem a loot golem that's just basically made out of gold <gasps> and it's just like chests and stuff
0: that's awesome
1: like, a, like, <laughs> thing. like
0: i think oh, that would be so him. cute if it just like followed players it was like a reverse um zorn where it like barfs up loot occasionally that they can gather
1: <laughs> yeah and it's like it's just like a uh, just an amalgam of, of yeah it's just like this faceless
0: game. bolus of gold that just like yes. clumps around like... after players and it's like a little duckling where it just instantly imprints <laughs> on them
1: and he's it's so over it's over it's so uh yeah it's literally a duckling because it's gold and it's like waddling around because it's so uh, overencumbered.
0: over-encumbered <laughs> like a little gold duck awesome that's very cute um, besides the gold golem or the loot golem
1: i would imagine like you know for for my wizards i always keep like you know i always imagine like you know they're, they're wizards they uh-huh. have to know other wizards yeah. So what kind of like gifts or Ooh, like, okay maybe, i like that maybe bribes that they've received
0: interesting in of,
1: like uh, political um assistance yeah or, let's, or, do, let's do let's do
0: two of those then
1: so like things from basically this is just an excuse to do something that isn't transmutation yeah isn't yeah exactly just, you know, Thematic. So it's, uh, i think,
0: think having someone having have gifted this wizard in the past a um some kind of powerful like uh cloak or ring or something would be uh, yeah. a good reward maybe like a ring of shooting stars or a uh like cloak of the archmage or something like that would be a good high level reward what
1: was the uh, cloak of the arch mage? Uh, yeah, the mage, arch arch mage. <laughs> what was that? What were the properties of that item?
0: Gee, wish I remembered. Um, I believe. Let me let me whip that up real quick. I have a app that has all that stuff in it. Let me pull that up.
1: I also cool. have you know my DM's uh, guide that has the, you know all the item tables that I love to use as like inspiration because like they're. The tables are implied to be organized by... By uh, power? Who, yeah. Or, yeah. yes, by, by power, not just rarely, but
0: Um, or...
1: Oh, probably some Ion stones, that's for sure.
0: I yeah, Ion stones. Oh, that's true. I always forget that those exist, so, yes. Ion I- I- you- stones, I- uh, stones uh, in a small stones. chest, yep. That would be a great thing that he was gifted, for sure.
1: Oh, he definitely would have, um... This probably would be somewhere earlier in the... Uh, Put a transmutation, a some type of um, oh, what is it? Armor of ease of use, where it's like uh, where anybody can wear it and be profi- and be considered proficient in it, no matter who you are, but and it can fit anyone.
0: Oh Basically. yeah, yeah. Okay. I forget
1: what it's called though. I don't think that's the actual name, but it might be. Some, I,
0: yeah, that that's good.
1: Okay. So the... I actually freaking completely trans- retranscribed re uh, transcribed my own notes on the DM's. Um, all the items in the dm's guides okay and, like i have my own stuff and they all have different names because i'm an idiot okay. <laughs> so, like never look up just gave names.
0: the names they just named it something cooler than what it is well, um, i made it more intuitive so like yeah uh, that's fair yeah
1: instead of yeah, some
0: of the names uh, are stupid <laughs> some of the names are ridiculous all right no. That is. i found the robe that i was referencing uh, It's the robe of the arch magi um it gives you the following benefits you have an armor class equal to fifteen plus your dex. You have advantage on saving throws against spells and other magics, and your spell save DC and attack bonus each increase by two.
1: Jesus Christ, that's so powerful! Yes, <laughs> yeah throw that in there. Um, actually, I think I feel like that's what the the guy the sorry kato uh, would be would be using.
0: Oh, he's wearing that. Nice, yeah. Um.
1: I just read something. I can't out
0: what it was. It. Um, Oh, maybe then players have to choose between killing him and taking the robe or like sparing him, you know?
1: Maybe he like gives them the sword as like a a sign of well, what is it? Well to do? What's that?
0: What that? <laughs> a sign yeah. of, um, uh, shit. Um,
1: like trust and, you know, commitment or whatever. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, well, of with... obviously. What'd you say?
1: the manual of golds is obviously going in here but, uh, <laughs> as you were saying
0: manual of golds yep. uh, i think that's that's plenty of loot <laughs> yeah, yeah you're probably right. it's pretty stacked
1: i i always i i all of my stuff uh for my campaigns because i, I want my players to have their power trip and i think it's more fun <laughs> it's always half the price and double Just
0: a ton of stuff
1: yeah a double that's the awesome. amount of stuff so like you end up with like four times the it's like you know extra hero uh, yeah uh, type stuff so i like that that's what i like to do but i also like level of my players at like three times the rate of everybody else so it's kind of ridiculous <laughs> but anyways um
0: interesting let me make sure there's nothing that i uh put in here to detail later like i'll put like insert name or insert something <laughs> Mm-hmm. um cool i think all the details that i wanted to get done are done let's see how our how our dungeon i'll i'll add some like furniture in some of these up- oh yeah of
1: course i wish I could help doing that and like i could it could be like a collaborative
0: map yeah i wish- i wish so too but dungeon scroll is very uh sort of you know the the way it saves and everything is files on your local drive and all that. So, sadly, but it's no problem. I got plenty of time to make this dungeon before this episode comes out. So I'll have I'll have this map detailed as all hell. Um, but honestly, that 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 is a good amount of as a healthy dungeon right there, and I like it. I agree. Are you uh, are you satisfied with what we've created? Oh, I've been
1: satisfied hours we've done. <laughs> this, is, this is fantastic it's more than i could have dreamed of
0: awesome well i think that about wraps things up for this episode so i want to give you your time to shout out anything you want our viewers to know about same as
1: last time but i give you the spark notes yep. uh Smidnor gaming um that's a, a definite uh, essential npc mm-hmm. it's just a good D D podcast that i don't think is airing anymore it's just good yep the players know what they're doing they have fun. They have a great time. It's just it's just a nice listen. Yeah. Um and that's it. That's all my that's all my real uh, shout outs. All right, awesome. Uh, obviously also shouting out this podcast <laughs> and the Twitch stream. You can find alternate, you know, Dungeon uh, DMMD, uh, Dungeon Doctor, the what is it? What's I your got, Twitch? I got <laughs> this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should let you go. Know. So
0: know. yes, you heard that right from Chris, but uh you can always find my Twitch channel over at Dungeon Doctor DMMD uh, on Twitch, and I'm also you can if you're listening on Spotify, you can watch us on YouTube. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can listen to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And as always, uh, I want to thank everyone who's listening and who is continuing to support Dungeon for Two. Um, you, everyone in the community and who supports these dungeons, are awesome, and I very much appreciate all of the support so if you want to view the full version of this dungeon when it comes out with all of the atmospheric tidbits you could envision uh, it's going to be on our subreddit r slash dungeon for two and on a few other subreddits as well so if you see that and you like it uh make sure to uh spread the word as it were and see if uh get some more people to be in these one shots so if you're interested in running this dungeon as a one shot or rather being part of this dungeon's official one shot uh make sure to stop by the stream the day this releases at 8:30 p.m arizona mountain standard time so if you can't make it on the stream but you want to watch of course that's also cool i'll see you in chat and if you want <laughs> to watch the other campaign that i run on stream into the west uh every night that i'm every every monday wednesday or friday night where i'm not running a one shot for the podcast i'm running into the west so you can always stop by it's three to four hour streams on average we run groups of any size from one to however many people show up on that day and it's an awesome player driven dark fantasy experience that i'm sure you'll love whether you want to play in it or watch along and experience the uh, crazy intricacies of this world, so I hope you enjoy that, and until next time, this is your Dungeon Doctor signing off.